0: to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Laird. I'm Becky. And we're here for episode six. Woo! Number six. What browser do you use? Uh, Chrome.
1: Okay. Why? Firefox is not working as well as it used to for me. I don't <laughs> know if it's just me or what, but it I try to log into different websites and it times out I mean, starting to get really frustrating.
0: Well, they, they're, they're making some pretty heavy uh, updates to Firefox. Are they? So, maybe, maybe you got, caught a bad release. Uh,
1: maybe that's it. I
0: don't know. But I'm about ready
1: to switch over to Chrome fully because it's – I can't handle it anymore.
0: Well, you know, I did an exercise last night where I was like, all right, I'm going to try a new browser. I'm like dedicated to Chrome. I feel like I'm it's the, you know, mid 2000s where it's like Internet Explorer, Internet Explorer, Internet Explorer and I'm like I'm starting to get kind of locked into an ecosystem here and it's not a good thing. And I was, you know, I read all these reviews that uh, Internet are uh, Internet Explorer 11 or whatever is called Microsoft Edge now is uh is faster and better on battery drain for my sweet sweet computer that uh i i want to make sure that i'm using the latest technology and i might be just a little bit of a microsoft geek just a small one just just a small one hey they answer the phone when you call (laughs) (laughs) try to get try to get some guy in his basement working on some open source thing to call call you back whenever you find a problem in this code and if you can't fix it yourself but uh I started going down. I was like, I synced my passwords over my favorites. All of those were synced over and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to make a switch just to try it out. Synced it up with my phone. So I had everything there and no, it didn't, everything wasn't working exactly. And I'm like, you know, begrudgingly heading back to to Chrome land because it's great. You log into any computer up here, log into Chrome, boom, all your settings are there. Nice and secure. And so, I, I hate the fact that I'm locked into a browser. I don't. I don't even mind Google stuff. I, Google, Microsoft, they're all the same to me. But I'm like locked into this browser, and I'm like, oh, I, I feel caged. A little nervous <laughs> for now. Yeah. So, yeah. Do do the normal clear browser history. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what you're looking at. No. No.
1: Yeah. I just it, it's cutting into my productivity, and I just. It's frustrating.
0: Yeah. Well, is it is it like certain areas of the internet that you're having problems with? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's it's it really all is over all over yeah yeah
0: you probably just need to clear your cache and uh, install the latest update. Thanks, it and virus scan it. <laughs> I didn't have to put in an it
1: ticket for that device. Yeah.
0: I, I you know just back in I, I love computers nowadays because you can lock them down finitely. you can really just like oh you can 't even do that one little setting you can 't do this you can 't do that. I love that. I love that you can really just lock down computers. I wish I had that level of control back in the late nineties early two thousands is people would just say that I was. A, a network overlord. like I was just like, no, you cannot have that. I was kind of like the soup Nazi. But with, with the network, no, you cannot install that smiley package. And you know, people would put smileys on their, on their emails and all that. And now the tools are here to really lock down computers. You, you, would, you would have to ask your computer, hello, computer, can you lock yourself for me? Okay, thank you, thank you. Because thank you, i <laughs> lock it lock it down. Oh, Yeah. So uh, what's happening this week?
1: Well, this week I found a story on insurancethoughtleadership.com com that has five predictions for agents in 2018
0: number f- one
1: number one it's all about the infrastructure
0: hmm. I-, I can dig that yeah so tell me more
1: that agencies need systems and processes that can efficiently handle business so they're you're looking to grow mm-hmm. to expand or to Exit like we talked about in the last episode. You need a strong and flexible infrastructure that is also digital.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what, I can't use paper pen. Preferably not. mm-hmm
1: Darn it! Yeah, I know it's it's a harsh reality. I don't even know if
0: I could write anymore. Like (laughs) like I grab a pen and my hand locks up. Like it's like like I don't even. There's there's not even a pen on my desk. It's like eh, I'll just take notes in OneNote or something.
1: Yeah. Well, he's this author is predicting that this year agencies are going to be evaluating their infrastructure even more, looking at their websites. You know, what capabilities do they need on their website? Um, do they need a portal on their website? Do they need a mobile app um, which I know your opinion on that
0: yeah d- d- fix everything else before you go get a mobile app <laughs> don't don 't don 't waste your time until you 're ready until you have everything else done that 's the last thing yeah. but get your your house in order before you go there,
1: but you know that infrastructure also includes things like the management system and your c r m if you have one your comparative writer whatever else you need in order to run your business yeah
0: we we see that all the time is that people are starting to go all right there's a lot of options out there there's there's legacy technology platforms that have been around for 20 30 years and a lot of them haven't grown at the speed that they need to there there's a lot of them being you know investments being put into them or they've grown over time where they've always added more stuff to it and, and really kind of tweaked it throughout time to make sure it meets the needs. And if you don't have one of those platforms and you're stuck on one that's still doing things the way it's always been done, it, you're locked into that time. So if you're using a management system from the mid-2000s or late-90s or whatever, then that's where you're stuck that's where you're you are now, and you need to start looking at how do I improve my business process so I see that I, I dig that one that's a that's an absolute number one's got number one in my book right now
1: all right uh number two
0: number two.
1: Moving from a closed loop to
0: open access of your infrastructure. Okay, do tell. I, I, I think I, I think I gather what they're going at here, but I, I've got you've got to give me a little bit more.
1: Well, you know, agents operate in many different environments. They have like we talked about their management system, their CRM, their uh, their own website, their comparative writer, but they also have to access their carrier websites. And depending on how many carriers they write, that could be five, that could be ten, that could be twenty. Uh, And many times, all of these applications are not talking to each other. So there's a lot of uh, data entry and workarounds that have to be done manually Mm -hmm. that just causes extra work, whereas these tools are supposed to be reducing the amount of work that needs to be done.
0: Yeah, okay. I was right. <laughs> this is exactly what I thought it was. Is I cannot agree number two is, is is ranking up there right now. I cannot agree more than on this one. Is you know, having something that is a closed loop system that is closed, a walled garden, if you will, that it, it, it can be between your technology platforms, between your, the agency and the carrier. It can be within the agency itself, or it could be within the agency and their chosen vendors. Is that getting locked into one ecosystem where that data is not trans, uh, transportable, that it's, it can't be moved to all the different people securely, mind you, is a problem that this insurance industry really has right now, and it needs to be corrected, is that we need to make sure that all the systems in the insurance industry are open with the data which is owned by the agencies. I, I, you know, a lot of vendors, they charge you to get your data out of their system. And I'm like, wait a minute, charge me to get my data out of your system. I've been paying you to be a good steward of my data in your system. And now you're going to charge me for it. Oh, come on. And so whenever you make it hard to get data out of a system, you do exactly what you do. Double entry. You've got to be putting into that system and that system. And it becomes a pain. And then you're not as efficient as you can be. And what if you have the latest, greatest marketing system or the latest and greatest, whatever system is the next generation and your, your management system or your rating system doesn't integrate with them because they're a closed walled environment. Then what that's doing is that's pigeonholing you as an agency that you can't, you're not, you can't transport yourself. You cannot move and, and be fluid with all the data that you have in your system to use it to its biggest ability. And, let's not even get into analytics at this point is that having all these analytics platforms that you can slice and dice your data and understand it. If you don't have access to your data, you get nowhere. No, I don't, I, I don't have anything to say on that one. Do you
1: need help getting off your set box? <sighs> yeah, I'm better. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, a little rage monster, a little
1: bit, a little bit, but you're, you're absolutely right. We, you know, this industry is better served by open access to data, by sharing of the data, because when we do that, we're making it better for the consumers, which is ultimately what it needs to happen, mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah. And, and having a consumer is going to be much more happy if they go to your website, they fill out a quote on the website, and then they get personalized marketing from your website including rates from carriers whatever it may be then the the insured or the the prospect comes into your agency and says hey I, I filled out this quote oh Mr. Ricksford I have all of your data here let's see what we can do oh I found this rate this is a perfect match for you it's uh you know it's got all the coverages you need uh, let's talk about this and then you're able to have that conversation versus just going okay well thank you for filling out a quote on our website but I need to ask you some additional questions. What's your name? Wait a minute! I filled this out on my website. On your website, why am I answering it again? So it creates such a better experience for the agent or for the prospects at the agency. So yeah, wow. Second soapbox.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so number three is pursuit of the paperless agency. That while well, e signature is not new. We're finally going to see many more agencies implementing e-signature and other tools like it this year.
0: Yeah. I, I, one thing I, I dig about the, the new e-signature stuff that comes out is, you know, is that it actually makes agencies better. Because what they're able to do is, and this is kind of like a legal ENO coverage, is that they're able to put together stronger agency contracts effectively that says, oh yes, we do have the right to contact you via text message or via email. Yes, I offered you X coverage, but you decline that coverage and you now only want Y, which is less expensive with less coverage, mm-hmm. but it covers that agency. And whenever you package that all up into a nice you know, singular agency document and have them sign it off on DocuSign or other e-signature platform, it just makes that agency run so much better. And, uh, you know, paper li- paperless is fantastic that you can be at home. You could be anywhere. You could be on your iPad. You could be on your phone. You could be wherever. And you can transact business now. Right. And, you know, ITC, we've, we use DocuSign to sign all of our contracts that we, we send out. Sorry, agreements. <laughs> By the way, they're not called contracts anymore. They're called agreements oh. because it's like we shook hands and we agree on this. But um, all of our agreements go out on DocuSign, and it makes the process so much easier and quicker. And you're not waiting for someone to get the signature because they can use their phone and take and sign that. Then once the policy's done, you're, you can transact all the policy documents remotely by having things remote.
1: Exactly, and you know one of the things I've talked about, and I know you've talked about, is removing the friction from the process, making it easy for consumers. Well, when you require a consumer to print off a form, sign it, scan it, and then email it back to you, or heaven help you, fax it back to you.
0: Hey, faxes were valuable at some point. At some point, yes. Got me a job.
1: Yes, I remember that story. But this is 2018. (laughs) We're not faxing anymore. And scanning and emailing is still friction that if you can offer a solution, a way to do it from my phone, then... I'm much less likely to go to an insure tech or somebody else who is doing that as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, make making removing friction is is the the paramount of what this industry needs to do, and that that goes into item number one, number two. <laughs> they, they all are are part of that. Is, Absolutely. Is making that. And, oh, funny story on the uh, on the fax, is someone came pop their head in my office and goes, "Where's our fax machine?" And I'm like, "Um, uh, uh, okay, wait. First, fucking question: Is it incoming or outgoing?" And <laughs> they're like, "Outgoing." Okay, I think it's over by the copier, way in the back by support. So, but where, who are you sending this to? A carrier. A carrier wanted this faxed over, and I'm like, going, "Wait a minute." They're right down the road. Just get in your car and drive it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It'd be easier.
0: (laughs) Just make the point that fax is dead. I mean, we have this great fax solution up here where it's all electronic inbound faxes. And it's like we get like a fax a week now. And it's always spam. It's always like, you know, hell, we can help you on your health insurance, which is really weird because – It's they're always insurance related. Oh yeah, and it's like, oh man, you are behind the times if you think a blast fax is going to make something happen here. I guess someone probably does. Some, I've had this doesn't happen all the time, but I have had people ask me, "What is
1: your fax number?" and I have to look it up because I don't know it. Uh, can you just email it to me
0: here i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna paypal you 70 (laughs) bucks i want you to go buy a scanner i want you to plug it into your computer your phone whatever scan no better do you have a cell phone yeah take (laughs) Take a picture Picture. (laughs) send that to me it's gonna be better some of those some of those uh cell phone technologies are pretty cool. You can actually uh take a picture with your phone and it will OCR it and like make it into a real document. So you can have a scanner on your phone. I I'm, I'm like wow, technology's cool.
1: Yes it is.
0: All right, so that was number 3.
1: That was number 3. Number 4. The carrier agent partnership is about to go beyond a provider-seller framework.
0: I I sure hope so.
1: Yeah. The agents will gather their unique sales data um, that can help carriers improve their sales and marketing efforts. And at the same time, carriers are going to have the technological infrastructure and expertise to help them educate and train and share best practices that will help agencies improve their capabilities.
0: So it's going to hopefully become more of a give-and-give partnership. Well, I I think that's needed. I I think we need that right now. And one of the things that has always scared agencies from the late 90s is the Internet. You know, progressive and all these people are going to go direct and they're going to do that. But as I've mentioned in last week's episode, is that. Agents are lead providers and they're damn good lead providers. Yep. They support it. They they sell multiple products. They know the product backwards and forwards. They're better than any call center other than their ability to actually close. Is that a lot of times they're experts at insurance. They're not great at closing. People in call centers and insure tech type of uh, lead aggregators, they are trained to close. They just don't know anything about insurance. And so a lot of carriers – And and online providers, internet providers, lead aggregators, they've always looked at this, oh, we can do it better. This is the insure tech thing. We can do it better. But they're slowly starting to realize that maybe not. Having agents, independent agents, and really the the group as a whole, they bring a value that is above and beyond just the ability to really close. And so that's one of the things that I think that carriers – And organizations within the insurance industry can help agents learn how to sell is, you know, a lot of stuff that like, um, you know, um, agency nation does. It's all about marketing and, and, and doing all that. It's there. There's a point where it's about. You know, doing your marketing well, but also a lot of stuff that like Joey does where he's always talking about like, you know, doing the, co- the silent calls or the the secret choppers and listening to people in their own words, podcast plug. And um, they have that and it needs to go above and beyond even that. And the carriers need to get involved. Yeah. They need to be part of this process. But the inverse is that agencies they need to be they need to realize that carriers are providing the product that they sell, and so they need to benefit these carriers as well. So it's a definite give and take. That's and,
1: one of the things I find the most interesting about this industry is uh, you know you you talk a lot about how insurance is something that you don't want to buy but you have to buy you're required to buy and you hope you never have to use it. Well, what I find most interesting is that the people who sell the product have no control over the product. They can't control the price. They can't control the rates. They can't control who's going to get covered and what's going to get covered. And then the people who service that product, who actually in the end provide that product, don't own the relationship. It's the agents that own the relationship. And that's why I think it's so important for these partnerships to really become stronger and deeper between carriers and agents as well as vendors because – we you have to rely on each other as a whole
0: to serve the consumer. Consider that stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I marked that. I said, I'm going to steal that. Because that, that was that that was eloquent. That was perfect. And absolutely right. And it's this whole industry doesn't work without each other. It doesn't work with without the you know the vendors without the agencies and the carriers or nobody with the agencies without the carriers and the vendors they they can't do their business as well and the carriers without the vendors and the agencies they're they're channels to some of the most robust best leads out there, the ones that have been nurtured, the ones that have been worked, the ones that have been educated by independent agents, you know they need all that. we all need each other, so. Thumbs up on that one too. Thanks. Well, you heard it here first, so I get credit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. <laughs> You're gonna have the trademark copyright office down here, fill it out paperwork, <laughs> copyright Becky Schroeder, 2018.
1: Yep. So the last uh, prediction for agents this year is that agents are going to embrace artificial intelligence.
0: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that That's that's tough on two fronts. Go ahead and continue.
1: Well, it's just saying from automatic fill on forms to machine learning to move well, – That's pe- not artificial intelligence. Oh. So I
0: kind of missed the mark
1: there. A little bit. Um, to using machine learning to move prospects to the top of the workflow to installing chatbots that can resolve claims and answer questions, I, um, agencies can become less um, – scared of AI and move more towards the implementation of AI to
0: drive processes? See, I think that's a bad prediction for 2018 because of that one point is that right now there's a lot of scare that's going on in the industry. Is there's, there's a lot of stuff about insure tech and disruption, and it's all artificial intelligence and bots. And so right now agencies are, are very poo-poo on the idea. So I, I don't see them embracing it just based upon the conversations we have. I don't see them embracing it now. I think that there needs to be some that these providers that offer this need to not package it as artificial intelligence, which an agency labels directly going um, replacing me, a computer replacing me. Right. That's all. That's all you hear about automation and and all that. You know, uh, McDonald's put in Panera, putting in automated stations where you can order your own food and check out. Well. Those are very, very efficient, and they work really well. But there's a big worry that that's actually going to become the industry. And um, so whenever agents hear that, they really push back on that. So I don't see that happening this year.
1: You know, I see that maybe in certain parts of the industry, Mm -hmm. uh, in larger agencies maybe. Yeah, I've
0: definitely seen it in some large agencies already. But
1: but as the industry as a whole, no. I don't don't think agents are going to be embracing AI this year.
0: I think it's also, you you know, people need to uh, properly market these features. They don't need to be marketed as bots because bots, oh, they're going to be the machines that take over my job. Artificial intelligence. Oh, they're going to be smarter than me. What they need to do is they need to be branded and marketed a little bit more like improving your sales funnel, making entry easier, finding you new clients making you able to service your clients better. That's the type of marketing that needs to be done on these for a wide adoption. Also, the, the big thing is is that you hit the nail on the head when it comes to the industry is that, It's tough. It's hard to make all of those those features and to create artificial intelligence and neural nets and all that type of stuff. It's really hard to do that. And so it's the large agencies that are embracing that. And it's a disadvantage to uh, the, the smaller agencies that can't afford that. And that really takes us back to point number one. Uh, of your, your five points here is, you know, it, it's really up to vendors. It's up to the industry to create number two. Now an open environment with the technology that it shares all of the data and shares the technology and the, the know-how to create this and provide this to agents so that they can embrace it and embrace it without being scared. So that's all five. That's all five. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Why would you end on five? <laughs> round be, number. Couldn't think of six? Guess not. Four. <laughs> Is it really a round number? It's an odd number. Oh, it's even and odd. Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, did you, okay, when we when we started today's episode, Becky came in and goes, "Why is it so hot in here?" And <laughs> I go, "Well, trust me, we got to turn off the air. And right now are you getting a little chilly?" "No, but I have my own oven." <laughs> oh, yeah, you've got your internal oven going. That's right. Uh, so anything interesting happened this week at work? Not yet. Not yet. No. Wow, it's only only uh last day of the week. <laughs> is it? No. (laughs) here we are on a friday monday recording for friday on a monday yeah we're we're getting ahead of it this week we we had a lot of uh i had some travel after a couple episodes ago you're asking about my travel and then i've uh, been traveling and got a couple more travel uh planned up
1: yeah yeah and then you had some meetings as well yeah Oh, yeah. Eight into
0: our record time. Yeah, the meetings, it was it was like, boom, all right, you got to be on this phone call. And then that phone call ran loud. Oh, we need to extend that phone call. Can we talk a little bit longer? Sure. And then it's like it butts up to a meeting, and that meeting was only supposed to be 30 minutes, but there was a little disclaimer on the invite going – but we have the room for a full hour. Oh, good times. And you, you know, my, my mantra is like, okay, if it's an hour meeting, set it for 30 minutes. If it's a 30-minute meeting, set it for 15. Just because people get in there and just talk and they want to go back and forth. And it's like, okay, let's get to the meat of the matter. Let's all agree and let's move on. And when you can't get that agreeance, it's, uh, it's tough.
1: I've always been one in, one who wants to – the meeting starts on time. And if you're late, you're late. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not going back and recapping for you. That, that, you can you can catch up with somebody who was here on time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we we all got things to do. We can't sit here and
0: Well you and I are also very punctual. It's like you know <laughs> like so so when we were gonna record, it was what, uh I, three o'clock. You said we'll record at three o'clock. And I texted you right at three o'clock. Running late. <laughs> I'll be there eventually sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it's uh but uh let's let's talk about it it's like uh, episode six i've i've been happy that we've gotten this far I mean we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but I, I our consistency was beyond of anything that I would have thought of yeah it's it's
1: not been as hard as I thought it was going to be to try to to do this
0: yeah consistently yeah and it's it's great that there's tons of topics and then also the the back and forth. And uh, you know, I think next week we're going to do a, an episode that's going to be more just off the cuff. We uh, The autonomous car one was off the cuff. Yeah. So we'll see how the next one goes. People, buyer beware on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, before before we completely sign
1: off, I, I do want to say that if anybody has any comments on these five predictions for agents. Or
0: you want to create five more.
1: Or you want to add to it what you're predicting for agents this year. Or you think I'm wrong. Oh yes, please. anybody who thinks <laughs> Laird's wrong, let's let's start that conversation. Well, well Becky will
0: be right. You know, <laughs> Becky's always right. Laird's always wrong.
1: Not always. Uh,
0: you can email us at. Cont- which was that, by the way? Was, what? No no, 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 no. I said you said not always. Is it Laird's not always wrong or Becky's not always right?
1: No, Laird's not always wrong. Oh, okay. Just just checking. <laughs> Did, on didn't that. we already establish that? Uh, we were talking about how you are so rarely wrong. Yeah, but but and you're always right. Period. Point. I, I never said I was always right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, Anywho. if if you have a comment on these five predictions, or you want to add a prediction that you you think is going to happen this year for agents, or you want to argue with Laird, uh, you can email us at contact at insurancehappyhour dot com, and also don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. And we'll put the links to the story in the show notes at insurancehappyhour.com.
0: Oh, it was a great episode. I I like this one. This one charged (laughs) me up. I'm pretty happy about this one.
1: I I lost count of how many times
0: you got on your soapbox. (laughs) I, I I I I could probably build a Ford at this point. Probably. All right. Well, as always, it's been fun. Thanks for listening.